Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening, your preeminent entertainment podcast. My name is Steve. With me, as always, is uh, my co-host, Jen, who also is a connoisseur of frozen fruits. Jen, do you want to say hi? Hi, um, I'm cracking up here because I don't know why um, you're being so uh, effusive with your words today and, and, you know, describing our podcast and then also calling me a connoisseur. Um, you know, yeah, sometimes I like, wasn't expecting the frozen fruit connoisseur thing, but OK, yeah. I'll you know what it. it is? Like sometimes you're just in like a great mood and I'm just in a good mood today. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, normally uh, not that I'm not in a good mood when we when we do these these episodes but today especially you know we had a great chat pre-show you know uh yes because you and i are actually friends and we talk yeah yeah you know what i mean so we had a great conversation we're like 30 minutes we're running 30 minutes like thank goodness we don't i mean like uh people behind the curtain thank goodness we don't have a producer because they probably be yelling at us by now they would be like we don't want to be part of your uh whatever discussion that you're having about friends right now like you need to yeah yeah (laughs) you know um but Actually, Jen, do you want to tell everyone about frozen fruit? No, not really. I mean, Steve is like flabbergasted at the fact that I eat frozen fruit instead of throwing them in smoothies. And I, you know what? No, 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 no. That is not what that is. That is that is misleading. Okay, that is I I object. No, no, no. That's not what happened. I asked what you were eating. Because you were having a snack, and you, and you could have said fruit, but you did not. <laughs> you said I'm eating the frozen fruit people normally put in smoothies, and I, you had to explain it to me. But, but yeah, I mean, you know what? It's all good, whatever. And I'm sure, you know what? I know it's gonna happen. Someone is gonna be like, "Oh, Jen, tell Steve that I also do that." I'm gonna be like, "Oh, I, I'm the." Or they'll be like, uh, "Steve's right. Like, why do you eat frozen fruit?" And I'm like, it's like ice cream, but healthier. Okay, yeah. everyone leave me alone. Okay, okay. Great. all right, yeah. fine. <laughs> we got a great, great episode for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the things that we've been watching recently. Now, normally, uh, if you've tuned in for long-time listeners know that I'm kind of the movie guy and Jen is the the TV gal, right? Is that appropriate is it guy gal is that because i i know sure, it's, not, yeah. it's not guy girl i'm not supposed to do that guy gal yeah uh yeah sure i don't okay. I, yeah i never really thought about it okay um but in a twist of fate for whatever reason uh we were discussing the things that we've been watching recently and you've actually been watching like a ton of movies and i've actually been watching a ton of tv and i don't and i think this is like the first time we've had this like role reversal Mm-hmm. And so we thought, what what a better, no better time than now than to tell the people, because they're clamoring for it, right? To tell yes, the obviously. what we've been watching. And I, I think both, for both of us, um, and I know at, for your movies, like, they're out now, you know? So we'll, we'll try to get this up uh, as quickly as possible, because I know one of your recommendations, one of the things you've been watching, I, I actually do want to go see. Um, as soon as I heard that you watched it, I was like, oh interesting and and i think i'm gonna i'm gonna want to go see it so jen i'm gonna kick it over to you what's the first movie that that you want to talk about that you've watched recently i wish i had seen this in theaters so i will say 
for both of my picks, I wish, I think it's best uh, seen on a big screen, but I Fair. didn't get a chance to see it. So I watched recently Dune, which is now available, or it's been <clears throat> available on HBO Max for a while now. Um, but I finally got around to seeing it. And um, I think I cheat a little bit, Steve, because I think I've told you once and you were really horrified, but like I rarely, if I'm watching a movie at home, I will rarely watch the whole thing. What? In one sitting. No, I've definitely told you this because you literally I don't think so. Way. You reacted the same way when I said it the first time. Um, what so do you it's mean? almost like I'm watching like a TV show because oh, I'll oh, oh, watch oh. it. Like, you know, whatever. In my defense, Dune is very long. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. Like that reaction hours. was not specific to Dune because He's I definitely everything. felt that way in the theater. Yeah. Where I was like, man. I could really use a break right now. But in general, yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. why. Yeah. So I think that part of the reason why I'm such a proponent of going to the movies is because then I can just do that. And even if I'm sitting in my theater seat being like, shoot, I want a break, right? Like, when is this ending? At least I'll watch the whole thing. Whereas the minute that I get that thought in my head when I'm at home, like, I can literally, and I do, um, go do other stuff or like stop it you know so anyways um dune i watched in mm, three parts <laughs> oh my God. so i know that i definitely did not get the same experience as like you know maybe you in a theater um watching it and i think that it is a movie that probably and i'm not going to do this with the sequel like when the sequel comes out i will definitely watch it you're in gonna you are gonna watch it Let's go see okay. it. Um, oh, we're gonna go watch because it. I think that as beautiful as I thought it was, and there's a lot of things to take in and think about, I am also just really confused in a lot of ways. And I don't necessarily know that it's because I don't understand the world that they were building. I may just be confused because I it took me like a little bit to get through the whole thing. And maybe I wouldn't have felt that way or disjointed if I had watched the whole thing in one sitting. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. I mean, so, as someone who watched in one sitting, though, it is, like, I did feel it's, similar. It's rough. Yeah. So I think, like, just to give everybody perspective and context, and, like, I'm pretty sure everyone by now, if you wanted to watch it, you've seen it. But it's two hours, two and a half hours. It's part one. It's based on a 900-page sci-fi novel. So the, it's not surprising. First... <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying like the first movie is based off like the 900. There, there are so many novels, right? So the first movie, um, the first half of that novel. Yes, the like uh, so yes, um, the first part one is just the first half of this one big novel, um, and also there's been other, there's been another Dune. Um, so this is not the first attempt at a Dune making before, but I think oh. that in terms of being critically acclaimed and um doing moderately well for a movie that was released while we were still kind of hesitant about going to the movies and that's not why I didn't watch it in theaters by the way like because I am more than fine sitting in a theater with my mask on even during pandemic I just I I think I just like miss the opportunity plus like it's really hard to plan around like okay I'm gonna be at a theater for three hours you know for sure um wait can I ask you a trivia question 
Do you know who directed the original Dune film? Am I supposed to know this? I mean, you're you you know you know this person. I not do. like personally, not personally, but I'm saying. Like, I mean, obviously, but I'm gonna I say do. the name, and you're gonna be like, what? Maybe that's not that won't be your reaction, but you, uh, David. Well, Lee. I mean, I. Oh yes, I knew that in the back of my. Oh, you knew that. Okay. Kyle McLaughlin's in the movie, right? Yes. I feel like they work very like Twin together. Peaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that I have an interest in watching the first June. Let's, let's not. Oh, okay. Because if you, you do, then I'm gonna feel like I should. Let's not. Oh, okay, okay. So I, yeah, I will not be, but um, but I'm a huge. I'm, David Lynch is not someone that has a place in my like <laughs> pop culture heart or anything. Like I, I don't think I'm like familiar enough with his work. But Denis Villeneuve, who is the director of this Dune, I really, really love. And now I think he's like one of my favorite directors. Um, okay, okay. Because one of my favorite recent movies is Arrival, and yeah. um. Other than that, like, I mean, Sicario is a movie that you love. Um, Dune is so wonderful. Um, I haven't watched Blade Runner. Uh, what is the year? Yeah, but I think it's on. It's now on Netflix. So I think I'm going to watch it because um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, like, really into him as a director and a tour. So um, I just, I thought it was... Um, just so like gorgeous that I wish I had seen it in oh. theaters. And then the score is amazing because obviously oh. Hans Zimmer and the fact that like he invented like instruments and stuff to be able to like, you know, uh, to like score things that are outer worldly, right? So it makes a lot of sense. And um, I don't know. I just I really really enjoyed it i think that i may want to rewatch it because i just feel like i i don't completely understand everything that was happening um but i think there's also a lot of like metaphors and things in the movie that like i'm just like oh like i think i do need to rewatch it like because i do think it's a little bit i mean it's it's a lot of like and i don't mean this in a negative way like a almost like a cultural appropriation of a lot of cultures in a way like it takes space not like on earth really right. but like but the feudalism and like the war and like all the stuff is like very relevant and resonant to like everything that we are living through or going through have gone through as humanity and as a society and just to see that be appropriated in like a totally different world quote-unquote like oh, it's just like so so like you know it's 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 so interesting and then um this quest for like this like greed for you know like controlling people and controlling like not controlling spices but spices is like their equivalent of like i don't know what, what would it be like oil gas here like yeah something yeah. that's like so coveted um it's just it's so fascinating to me that and also it's fascinating that this was based this is based on work that's from like I don't know, the 70s, 60s, 70s. Um, it's mad long ago, yeah. It's so long ago, yeah. So I, I just thought it was great. But it, even if you're not into any of that stuff, it's just visually so arresting. And um, God, like, you know when you're watching it, you're like, oh, my gosh, this guy is in it? Like, oh, and this person? So, like, um, I mean. Who did Jason you feel Momoa, that? Jason Momoa I'm just, oh, like, like yeah. really into. But then I was just like, oh, is that it? 
Josh Brolin? Oh, is that Javier Bardem? Like, is that that dude from Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> What's his name? Dave Bautista? Like, yeah. it was literally like, yeah. oh, there's so many people He's good. here. He's really good. And then there's a character that's like a minor character, but she's like the queen in Bridgerton. I just instantly recognized her. And I was just like, holy crap. Like, it's just a lot of people. Um, Wait, who's and the so, queen Bridgerton? Who does she play? She's the... She's the queen. Um, oh, she, um, uh, I don't know what her um, uh, character's name is, but she, um, oh, dang, like, I don't remember. Uh, she I has, she serves um, um, Rebecca Ferguson's character, and she, spoiler alert, like, dies pretty early like slash like in the middle like the, like her death sort of signaled like okay like things are bad things are happening oh okay hold on wait oh okay okay i, I just googled it okay cool 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 cool. yeah so anyways um and uh i think i would have been really mad if i didn't know anything going into this movie but like everybody's right when they're like literally zendaya is all over the poster all over the trailer and like Yo, did that mess you up no because by the time i watched it one, oh. I knew that was happening, and two, I know that she's a much larger role in part two. So no, but I love Zendaya. Like I literally, I'm like anything you want to do, I'm a okay with because I think you're so talented. And I um, I'm like an okay fan of Timothy Chalamet, as we discussed mm-hmm. earlier. Um, but I thought he was extremely good in this movie too. So I don't know. I thought the acting was great. Like obviously the direction, the sound, like it just felt like a perfect blockbuster type movie but that like but that also is like really intelligent in a way that like kind of like you know sometimes went over my head a little bit so I think I just need to you know re-watch it maybe or parts of it um so yeah that's what I thought um you watched it in theaters yeah I watched it in theaters loved it agree with everything agree with everything you say everything you said um I like for me too it's it was interesting because you watch it and it looks like a blockbuster, mm-hmm. but there's something about it, Jen, that felt so—I don't know if "intimate" is the right word. Mm. Personal, like you could see the level of detail that Denny Villeneuve like put into it. Like I had—I had read some insane thing, like he went out to like the Sahara and studied how sand moves for like a year. He, I mean, this is what people right. do, right? Like, yeah. Is, it? is that what like, people do? No, but what I'm saying is, like, like directors, artists, like, they spend so much time on things yeah. that, like, you wouldn't even notice, honestly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, and, which is why I also feel terrible sometimes when I'm multitasking, when I'm watching things, <laughs> because I'm like, you know, all these actors, don't, You're all not these even crew, giving them 100% of your attention. A thousand percent, yeah. Um, You know who I really liked in it? Uh, is Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, I think she was so good, yeah. Right? I, mm-hmm. I, as someone who watched in theater, like, when it first came out, um, I was so sad at how little Zendaya's in it. And I think they they do, I mean, yeah, spoiler alert or whatever, like, they put her in it enough where she's in, like, the first few seconds and then the last few seconds, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then sprinkled throughout in his, like, dream Yeah, stuff, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, I love, I love timothy chalamet love i love everyone in it momoa isaac brolin bardem ferguson everyone. yeah oh, it was 
Yeah, not definitely not like a. I don't, you know, I don't know if I'd call it a great movie, but it was a great movie experience. Well, what do you think of the fact that it was nominated for a best picture? Yeah, that's kind of a joke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, it swept like all the um. The technical. Of the, yeah. No, that makes sense to me. That that really does make like sweeping the technical awards. That I'm like fine with. But I don't know, and, and I guess it's more like nebulous, like the the definition of what like a best picture is. But to me, I, I was just like, what? Like this? I again, that was a great experience, and I enjoyed watching it. But I would not be like, you know, that was a great movie. And I'm, and that's not to say it was a bad movie. You know, yeah. it just, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it, there's still blockbustery things about it, but it just yeah. felt so intimate and like personal and I, I yeah I enjoyed it I again everyone should watch it like just watch it it's it's a good time you know yeah. just kind of like what Jen says like uh or like what you're saying is like you do have to block out some time and if you don't then maybe you you definitely do have to break it up for sure yes don't don't judge me on the breaking up but <laughs> no um, doesn't break I wasn't judging you on the breaking up of Dune well I mean three is a lot Three sessions. Is like, it's one hour each session. I don't okay, think it's a lot. Okay, that's true. That's true. Um, but I will say that so June was one of the movies that like people cited. It was part of the whole like Warner Brothers oh. deal of um in twenty twenty one. So that deal is over. But all Warner Brothers movies being released in twenty twenty one would have a simultaneous release release on HBO Max and. I think that um, the studio told Denis Villeneuve that he could only really get greenlit for part two if, like, it performed well. And I think it it did because he's been greenlit for part two. But um, I think it will be interesting because, you know, effectively that deal is over. So there's no more simultaneous releasing of things on um, HBO Max anymore. So, like, the part two unless you know they come up with a different announcement or whatever um we'll just have a theatrical first run and i i you know i mean i think the movie ultimately ended up making 400 million dollars at the box office anyway but like i wonder how much of what people watched were on hbo max like not necessarily the people who like went to the theater and like how that will maybe stack up against like the same the same when it when part two is released but you know whatever um yeah i don't know i thought it was i thought it was good it's i thought it was a nice way to spend three hours albeit broken up and i recommend it for pretty much all of like all the things that you check off boxes for watching something like yeah visuals check acting check score which i don't think people go to watch movies for the score but even that like check, but you could tell I, no matter how casual a movie fan you are like a good score mm-hmm. like can only enhances the experience yeah. if you don't attribute it to a good score yeah you know yeah. so like it, even casuals will be like oh that was a good movie and they don't even know it's part of it is because of the great score but you know yeah it 100 percent. i like the way you meant I, I like the way you kind of frame that it's like there are these check boxes and it checks all the boxes i like the way you frame that that makes thank sense. you Yes, so let's move on to you. All right. Uh, Apple TV, Severance. You may have begun seeing, like, commercials for it on TV now that the season uh, is over. They were 
Apple TV does like a really nice thing, and you know, same thing that like Disney Plus does um, for certain shows, which is release one episode a week. And <clears throat> uh, Jen, this this show is flames. I mean, you are not the first person to tell me that, so I'm very excited. Um, that made me both happy and a little frustrated. Because you want to be the first person to I tell did want to be the first one to tell you, and so, but I was happy that other people told you, and then the jealousy crept in a little bit. <laughs> where I was like, what the, who the hell, hell, no. I understand, I understand. Yeah. I'm sorry, no, maybe no. I should lie to you and be like, yeah. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Um, no, okay, listen. Adam Scott, Patricia Arquette, John Turturro, Christopher Walken. I mean, it's it's really good. This is so. This, yeah, go ahead. Do is this a critique on corporate life? No, I don't. I don't necessarily. Okay, that you know what, Jen? That's a great question because you're okay. So for those of you who've never heard of anything about Severance, right? Jen's question is based off the the elevator pitch, right? Mm-hmm, Which mm-hmm. this show is about. Um, a guy, Adam Scott, who's been severed. And essentially what that means in this universe, which is regular, it's not like uh, supernatural or it's not um, like fantasy. It's it's just, a, it's like, it looks like everyday life. The only difference is <clears throat> there's this company that has created this technology where uh, as soon as you get to work, you forget all your memories about your life outside of work. And then when you leave work, you forget everything that happened at the office. Right. I so I kind of would love that. You, uh, I mean, that's a set, that is the hook, which is you want to be like, whoa, what would that be like? And that's why you yeah. want to show, right? Yeah. And so it's essentially two people living in one body and they only get to occupy it one at a time. And who occupies it? is based on where you are. Are you at work or are you not at work? Mm-hmm. And that's essentially the the elevator pitch. And yeah, it would be, uh, I would not begrudge you for asking, oh, is it a critique on work? That's what it seems like in the beginning. It definitely, definitely plays on that expectation that you have based on like the synopsis the brief synopsis, knowing the brief synopsis before you go in. And then it like becomes like, okay, definitely not about that. You know? Interesting. Uh, yeah. It is so good, so well made. It is directed by the first few episodes are are directed by uh, Ben Stiller. And that is like Is he did he only direct the first episode? I think he did the first two and the last two. Oh, okay. So I feel like he gets mentioned a lot in, like, Severance Discourse. So if he had only directed, like, the first two episodes or one episode, like, I feel like... Oh, yeah, that, no, it's not that like feels, that. Okay, okay. So it's he's a little like, bit uh, more involved. Then. Yeah, it's yeah. not like... Uh, who who did House of Cards, again, that first episode that they... It felt like uh, they were... Man, uh, uh, there was, like, a... There was a director... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was it David Lynch, actually? Oh my gosh, like, wouldn't it be funny then we turned into a David Lynch stan podcast? But, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it's not one of those things where it's like a director comes in for an episode and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, this is what they, uh, they're like tied to it forever because they did the first episode. Yeah, it's not like yeah. that at all. I mean, he, he's definitely, um, I, I don't want to call him the showrunner, 
though he might be, but he's definitely like super involved throughout the season, right? Uh, <clears throat> and it it is so well done that it has re it has made me rethink like everything I know about Ben Stiller. And I know he's like been a director before, and he did. I think it's like Secret Life of like Walter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mitty. Walter yeah. Mitty, sorry, yeah, Secret Life of like Walter Mitty and stuff. Um, but I have always thought of him as like, you know, the guy from Tropic Thunder, uh, the you know, Zoolander, Meet the Parents, uh, the guy from Dodgeball and stuff. And I'm like, you know what, this guy is. Is he? And I don't say this like in jest. I, I'm not saying this in like a mocking tone. I it's a genuine, though it is rhetorical. A genuine question is like, is this guy like one of the great directors of his generation? Like, is he mm-hmm. like he's? It is so well done. I. <clears throat> I How many episodes? Eight. Eight. Eight, eight okay. episodes. Um, a lot like my recommendation for like Abbott Elementary. There's there's something for everyone. There, yeah, okay. And there are two ways of watching this show. You could view it, you can watch it as like a mystery box, right? Like a thriller, like a, I think like Severance Reddit is like pretty deep, you know, mm-hmm. and with theories and stuff. I personally don't enjoy watching shows like that, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Um, you mean like being part of a mass discourse about it? I don't mind being part of the mass discourse, but like every little detail, like mm, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, what does it mean? Yeah, here's screen, the egg. screen yeah. rants, like you know, yeah. ten things you missed. You know what I mean? Or like the theorizing of it. Uh, I know a lot of people actually do enjoy watching shows like that, so I don't mean to like take a dump on it. But like you know, I was talking to a friend, and I was like, "Yo, do you watch Severance?" And they were like, "Yeah." And the first thing they went into was like the theories. And I was like, whoa, you know what I mean? I was like, we mm. never watch it like differently. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, you could watch it like that. You also don't have to, you know, like I watch yeah. it purely for like the entertainment, just like, I'm like, you know what? Uh, the first, I don't know, first like 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, you know what? Um, I can like take my seatbelt off. Not that you should ever take yeah. your seatbelt off, but yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm, I, I, I'm in a place of safety. Like these people know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. I am along for the ride, you know, okay. or yeah. like maybe the opposite is like, I, I'm actually buckling in because I'm not getting off this. Like I'm more than okay. Like being on this like long-term, uh, this like ride. And you have watched it to the end. Like, yeah, this, okay. this, my next recommendation, I have not, uh, okay. I'm not caught up, but this one watched the end and it, I can't say like the, the performances are good. It's like it's like an hour ish long, which sounds like a lot, and it is. But every episode, I was like, "Oh, please no! Like, don't tell me it's almost over." And I would check the time, like, "Oh, damn! It's like almost over." Mm, that is literally what one of my friends said. Not to really just, like continue to stoke your jealousy or anything like that, but like, um, he was like, for one of the episodes, like, I legitimately got so mad because I was like, "Oh, this is done, or it's ending soon," and like. I have nothing to, I, I have to wait a whole week for, you know. Yeah, you know, it, 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 so. it, it really reminds me of, um, and I don't know if this is going to, like, turn people off to it, but it really reminds me of, like, 
older TV shows, like in the way that like I'm hooked on it, the way mm-hmm. in which it's like so excellently made. Like if you were into like Breaking Bad, if you were into The Sopranos, if you were into like Mad Men, um, then like trust me, you're gonna like this show. Not that it the tone, not, it, not because it's similar to those shows, but it's just so well done. Yeah, so okay. well done, and I like there's I can't I can't really critique it to be honest. There's nothing okay. about it that I would that I would critique. It's it's funny, and it's like suspenseful all at the same time. The, I when you watch it, there's a character I can't wait to discuss with you. There's like a character that thinks they're there's a character that's just a, a buffoon and an idiot, and it's they're so funny. And it's just that, and the very next scene is, like, the most tense scene you've, like, ever been a part of. And you're just, like, so, everything is so tight because you don't know what's going to happen next. And it's all in, like, one show. It's it's, it's awesome. I cannot recommend this enough. Yeah, I feel like I have not heard you talk about something like this in a while so it's been a while yeah it's been a while i will as soon as i finish my other apple tv show i will i will watch this yeah everyone should i i i implore you if you're listening to this and you have not tried it out try it out please just try one episode out that's it and if you don't like it fine but just try (laughs) one episode fine yeah it's good it's really good all right tell me i will text i'll text you as soon as i watch please do you'll be i'm sure you'll be very excited Tell me about your your second movie. My second movie, I have watched in um, theaters, and I watched it recently, and it is called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, mm. and it is awesome. Have you watched the trailer for this? Yes. Yes, I have. Did you understand any of it? <laughs> it yeah, it's just, I feel like I did. I think, I think it's a tr- I feel like it's more of a trend. I don't know. It's it feels trendy to be talking, not talking about, but like a lot of content is now about multiverses. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, I guess I speak for um, the most recent work that we I watched, Spider Man, mm-hmm. right? Um, but like, just in general, I feel like multiverses is almost having like a little bit of a moment um okay okay. and this movie is entirely about multiverses and you as a person living in all these different multiverses and they're calling upon like your version you as a version from other multiverses to come help um bail you out of certain situations and in this verse in this world or whatever so um I think that if you are, I don't know, if you're a scientist and you study physics and like, <laughs> you probably are like, this is like ape shit. But like, <laughs> I think just as a as a viewer of um, consuming, like, you know, like when you watch something and you're just like, I've never seen anything like that before. Oh, uh-huh. like I almost got the feeling with this and not and it's not because like you haven't seen stuff like this before like it borrows elements from a lot of different things but it's just the way that it's it's just such an exuberant almost like an homage to some of the things that you have seen before and it's 
and as fantastical as like an idea of like multiverses and like blending of all those things together are this may turn you off or not but like it's very much rooted in like familial so like family um love and and so a lot of it is so fantastical but like yet like the crux of like what's driving these characters is really about that and so i think because it has groundings in idea in an idea and a concept that resonates with everybody universally like i think that's what makes it uh like you i guess universal or appealing um i have not watched anything made by the directors so they're known as the daniels because they're two daniels um but they like did a movie called Swiss Army Man starring Daniel Radcliffe a couple of years ago. And they've done a lot of like music videos, but they literally wrote and directed this. And it's just, it's a lot. It's very overwhelming. And the reason why I think you should watch it in theaters is one, like, so then there, you're not having any other distractions. Like, so like, this is not a movie that I would recommend that you watch in multiple parts. Like, so I'm talking to me. Um, and to like, there's just it's I don't know that people want to go to the movies to be assaulted like visually but like it's 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 so much going on but like it's so interesting and I know I'm like literally not saying words I mean I'm literally just saying words right now Steve but like it's very very good and the fact that it's a Chinese and Chinese American family like rooted as they're the main characters like it's amazing and like it just makes me feel so like happy and proud and um and that we're taking chances with these types of filmmaking and 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 the chances that they're taking is not just with like the concept and the storyline but it's also with like who who is being portrayed and who is being represented on screen like i just thought it was great um michelle yo is like just the goddess and like obviously she's been around forever but like literally all of the twitter reactions here are like this movie must be nominated for everything next year really so which of course it will not be um but like wait wait, 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 wait why do you say that because this is exactly like the type of movie that i feel like the oscars is like yeah thanks thanks for this but you know we're gonna go nominate nominate like the power it... of dog for like 12 nom like things now like, do you know what i mean it's like not it's is it the, the genre yeah it's the genre it's just i just feel like also like the more experimental and, and like crazy something gets like it's not necessarily always rewarded and i hope i'm eating my words in a year so like let's let's go for that and i would love God. to hear your thoughts when you actually go see it but um imagine if odds on DraftKings were up <laughs> plus one million. Oh yeah. man it's like let's let's put money down now but yeah um and then Surprisingly, do you do you know Ki Hui Kwan? He is like he was in the Goonies, like he was a child actor. He plays Michelle Yeoh's husband and he stopped acting for a long time because I mean, you know, when he was acting, he was like it was like in the 80s and then obviously we know that there hasn't been a lot of things for Asians to do and so he like really <laughs> decided to just uh diverse his energy elsewhere so he, he was working behind the scenes and stuff like that and he tells this like wonderful story of like he watched 
crazy rich Asians. And the entire time he was watching it, he was like, I'm, I have FOMO. Like, I'm really, really like, I want to be on screen. And I think this is the moment. So he like got back into acting, asked one of his friends to like represent him. And then this, and then he um, auditioned for this and got this and he's, he's so good. Um, And I'm so happy for him and I'm so happy for everybody that's in this movie. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's great. Uh, I highly recommend it. Do you know who, I, okay, so I, I haven't watched The Goonies, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, but I do know him because I, I looked him up real quick. That's Short Round from Indiana yeah, Jones. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and he has, like, these amazing stories of, like, how he was, like, discovered by, like, George Lucas and, like, like went out with Harrison Ford. Like, obviously, he was like, a <laughs> child back then, but, right, like, right. you know, like, they're, they taught him how to swim. Like, like, all these, like, crazy stories, and then he just became a product of like what Hollywood has been thus far and and like you watch him on screen and he's like electric and he can hold his own with like Michelle Yeoh and like I'm just like I hope this this just means that you know things open up for you and um yeah and honestly this movie is distributed by a24 which is a very like art housey like independent um movie distributor and it's very a24 brand-esque so ah uh, you know like yeah 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 i know okay i got you i got you yeah oh, so man. i think you like it. so, bad. so much action it's funny it's sad it's actiony like it's it's just it's good um but it's also like i can't even tell you the plot or the summary of it because like it's wait, wait. it's a lot it's okay okay all right no i i, I want to i I'll be honest, I did not want to watch this version. I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That seems like interesting. Like maybe I'll catch it on cable one day. Or... No, I think you should watch it in theaters. But you are you are like the second or third person that's told me like how good it is. Should I be jealous? Should I want no, to be the first stop. person to tell you? <laughs> uh, I'm going to watch this in theater. I'm going to like yeah. after we get off, I'm going to buy tickets and or look up show times for this week and i'm gonna watch it it's okay awesome it's good huh is that good? good it's good it's good all right all right i will i will definitely watch that all right so i did a really bad job of looking up the summaries for both of my movies what is your uh what is the other tv show that you're into that you haven't uh-huh. finished yet all right the one i haven't finished and I don't know if everyone should watch this. Jen, I don't even know if you should watch this. But You know, I don't know that I will, but go on. Okay. Winning Time on HBO Max. It is the fictionalized story history of the Los Angeles Lakers basketball team and how they went from a laughing stock to one of the most popular brands in, uh, in professional sports, both in America all over the world right um it's i watched like the first few episodes and you know when we were taught when we were talking like pre-show you were like oh is it good and i was like what did i say i was like i don't know if that's the word i don't know if that's like the value system i can yeah to this show it's not good or bad that's not how i kind of uh receive this show so if if severance is precise and exacting and measured and everything is intentional every 
emotion it portrays and every emotion it makes you feel, this is the opposite. This is like it's the TV show version of like word vomit almost. You know, it's like it, you know, because I, I, I contrast it with like, you know, in Severance, I'm like, yeah, it, it, one scene can be like horror-ish and the next scene is like so suspenseful and the next scene is like makes you laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. And it's intentional. It's it's it, it, it wants to make you feel these emotions in sequential order, right? Yeah. Winning time is will make you feel different emotions, but it feels messy. And I don't mean that in the pejorative. It just sometimes I wonder what exactly they're trying to do. Because it feels like a few different shows in one. Like with Severance, it makes sense. It it's one show doing different things. Winning Time feels like different shows all trying to coexist together. And not necessarily in a good way. I mean, I would I would actually flip it and say not necessarily in a bad way. Okay. okay. But it I don't think it's intentional, right? Um, because it's you know it can it like almost every character breaks the fourth wall, right? Um, because it's a lot of like it requires a lot of uh exposition. It requires a lot of explaining, uh, in terms of context. Okay, I'm getting a visual for yeah. Yeah, you know it, it's not yeah. it's not okay. So it's um it's Adam McKay, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so yep. it's not so unlike literally, the big yep, short. Yeah, yep. you know it's not unlike that. Uh, I mean he doesn't. I don't think he directed any episodes, but it's like kind of like his like project, you know. Um, and there's a lot of things going on there, and it also has something for everyone in a way that can be a little frustrating. So it's like a little, like if you're not into sports or basketball, you're kind of like, wait, like you need to really explain that a little more, but it does enough explaining where like, if you do know enough, you you can be like, God, what? Like you don't have to keep talking, like let's just get into it, you know? Um, Do you think that's purposeful in terms of like, they're trying to appeal to so many people? like? It's hard to it's hard to tell. I, I'll be honest, Jen. I, the reason I'm gonna lean towards no is because it's on HBO Max. If it was on yeah. Netflix, you know, yeah. I okay. have a different uh, response to that. But I don't think you know HBO Max is the place where they're concerned about things like that. You know, like I I I, I could be wrong, but to me that's not like really on brand for yeah. them. Uh, for like an HBO Max show, um, so that's why I, I'm gonna venture to say to say no. Though you know who only they would really know, you know. Right. Okay. Um, yep. But for whatever reason, Jen, I can't stop watching. Okay. And I don't know why. I don't. Is that know is that fundamentally, um, you know, because I feel like we sometimes watch things and it's like not critically acclaimed or anything like that, but you're just like I'm into it, so whatever. Um, has Winning Time been sort of critically acclaimed and I don't um, so I think it's very polarizing I think it's an incredibly polarizing show Uh, at least the discourse on social media which is like you know take it with a grain of salt but the discourse online has been very polarizing I just know like for me it always okay you you ever um you ever eat what's that cereal with the uh that's like the rice crispy treats is that what it's rice Rice crispy yeah you know what cereal I'm talking about right 
the yeah, one that's like based the things on that the, you make the Rice Krispie treats with. Rice yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Um, do you ever have that growing up? You ever have that cereal? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. The reason I loved and hated it was because you know, when done right, it could taste like Rice Krispies treats, and it tastes like that just enough where you are stuffing your mouth full of the next hoping to get the uh... hoping exactly exactly (laughs) and so it leaves me with just enough where i'm like maybe this next bite will be awesome because that last bite was like just sweet enough and reminded me just enough of like rice krispies treats where i'm gonna maybe if i shove even more cereal in my mouth it'll be even sweeter you know okay yeah um and it's kind of like that. That's the experience I have. <laughs> Real ringing endorsement here. You know, I, I just like, I can't stop watching it. Though, it like I don't think about it the way I think about Severance. Or some of the other TV shows that I've been watching. Um, which, like, I won't go into today. You and I, we can, uh, we'll probably talk about some of the other shows that we've been watching or are or, or, or on the horizon yeah. episode. But I don't think about it the same way. But for whatever reason, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Let me get another spoonful of this. And I don't know why. And I wonder. Okay, how many episodes? Are there or have I watched? Uh, Both, I guess. Like, how uh, many episodes are there supposed to be? And then, like. um. Yeah, I think it's just like what? a regular, like, you know, limited series. Like, I'm sure okay. there's going to be multiple seasons. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I would guess it's in the 8 to, you know, 10 range. You know, I've yeah. watched like a handful. You know, so um, but for whatever reason, I can't stop, and I and I don't know why, and it keeps me coming back. Though I wouldn't necessarily say I enjoy it. I also don't like not enjoy it. It's just a very peculiar. I'm like, I almost want you to watch it just to be like, Chen, am I crazy? Like, what is going on here? Maybe I'll watch the first episode. I'll let you yeah. know. Check it out. Um, Check out yeah. the first episode because it it it. You know what it is too. It's like. John C. Riley is like really good in it. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, he's good in everything he does, and That's... yeah, I don't know. I <clears throat> just I was telling you this pre-taping, pre-recording, but like I'm like, this show is just gonna for me be the show that Adam McKay says broke up his friendship with Will Ferrell and partnered with Will Ferrell. Do you want to provide a little bit of background on that? I mean, I I, I don't. Did you read the same? interview i'm you i didn't read the i i didn't read the actual interview i just saw like the headlines and the Uh, hot takes on twitter but essentially adam mckay who as uh steve mentioned is the director of comedy why can't i uh say comedy films i guess um like the big short and uh most recently don't look up which is very uh polarizing um used to do a lot of stuff with will ferrell uh like i'm Step just Brothers, gonna put, yeah i'll i'll, I'll listen off yeah I'll, I'll, yeah you, you yeah. anchorman talladega knights the other guys i um, called it anchorman by the way but yes anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> like a last name like oh this is joe anchorman um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh yeah stepbrothers and they they had the they co-produced um what is it they had that production company. I think it's Gary Sanchez. Yeah, Gary Sanchez Productions. You know? Yeah, which uh, produces Succession. So I think that Succession is a comedy. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? I'm just like, it's so funny. <laughs> like, this is so ridiculous. It's so funny. But yeah. Um, 
they have such a fruitful partnership together that we've all really enjoyed. And this came along and they were working on it. And Adam McKay had a very specific vision for, um, for I guess, John C. Riley's, um, like, who is the character? Who's the person that oh, it's based he plays, on? He, he plays the, 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 essentially the main character, at least for, for now, uh, Dr. Jerry Buss, who purchased the uh, Los Angeles Lakers yeah, um, 1980. So he was supposed to like Will Ferrell thought he was playing him, and then Adam McKay had other ideas. Cast John C. Riley, and John C. Riley's also friends with Will Ferrell, so called yep. Will Ferrell and was like, um, "Yeah, this is happening. Sorry." And Will Ferrell basically told Adam McKay, "Like, great, that's fine, but have a nice life. Like, we're not like you know." Um, so I'm like very. Yeah like butchering the entire thing uh, i like, also didn't understand why adam mckay was being so public about this either because i'm trying uh-huh. to wonder if he's like publicly groveling um because like he talks about how sad he is yeah maybe he should have done the thing that he did or like approached it differently but i don't know that they'll be friends again but yeah that's like literally like the first thing i asked you i was like wait this is the thing then that's that they're talking about right so um for that reason alone maybe i will watch it but yeah yeah. Uh so yeah, it's 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 an interesting show and it elicits something in me. I just don't know what, mm-hmm. you know. Um but yeah, those are the two shows that that I've been watching. Um so you know, just to to recap, totally watch Dune if you haven't watched it yet. Absolutely watch Severance if you have not watched it yet. Uh I join me, not like with me, but let's all for those of us who have not watched it it's everything everywhere all at once is that what it's yep called? yep and it is uh should be playing at a theater near you because it went wide release uh yep. recently so uh, if you're curious check out winning time i'm not is i'm not recommending it but i'm also not not recommending it <laughs> if you're curious check it out uh with that jen should we move on to our obsessions of the episode yes please okay why don't you go first? Because I think you also had thoughts on my obsession. So why don't you go first? Sure. So um, I am uh, so happy right now and also very sad. But uh, I have a uh, K-pop group bias that I don't know that I've ever talked about here, even though I think I've I've made it clear you that I, I like applied K-pop. it. You know what I'm saying? But you yeah. have like really talked about it. So have you ever heard of a K-pop group called Big Bang? Weren't they uh this weren't they pretty popular but like a while ago? Yeah, so they're part okay. of what we call like second generation. So if I can give you a quick primer, Steve. First generation oh, K-pop what groups the heck? are like from the nineties and like they're groups like, you know, like I had a massive like I grew up with like in high school, like I was really into like H.O.T. like yeah 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 that if you're Korean um and they kind of paved the way for like shaping what k-pop boy band idols kind of look like so in that class it's like the H.O.T.s and S.C.S.s of the world um and then what we call second generation k-pop it sort of came at like after the 90s it came amidst like um like an economic crisis in Korea. So like it really became the era where uh, we were, and by we, I mean Koreans, Koreans were sort of exporting K-pop to other countries, not so much the U.S. and Western countries, but like in the Eastern countries. Um, and it became like extremely commercialized. And um, 
girl like groups like Big Bang, Super Junior, Girls Generation, Wonder Girls. Um, so they're oh, like yeah, I've the, heard the girls. Yes. Yeah. So they're like kind of the like leaders of the second generation, and then third generation is sort of the BTS generation, where the the Wonder Girls, Girls Generation, Big Bang, they were sort of sowing these seeds and like paving the way for globalization. It's just it hit at a different time. And and BTS really like groups like BTS, Blackpink, they were really able to um, not ride the wave because that to me like I don't know like I I I want to be respectful not only because I'm afraid of like army like BTS fans but like you know like they obviously took it to the next level but like second the second generation of K-pop groups I think really like kind of like started that legwork a little bit. And Big Bang is like the leader of that second generation group. So super popular in the 2000s. Um, they've been a little bit plagued with some scandals and what the fifth member, uh, one of the fifth, one of the members of a of this five person group like was arrested and is serving time in prison right now for like a host of things, including like peddling prostitution and stuff, Whoa. which I don't want to even get into because like, I've always thought he was the most useless member of the group and I hated him. And I was hey. like, I was right. And oh. so, and then they, and then they all went off to, and did their mandatory military service. So it's been a, it's been like five, six years since they've okay. come out with new music, but like the, the leader of the group, G Dragon, he is like super well known to be like a tastemaker and like um, both in music and in fashion. And like um, he holds some sort of like record for writing, like uh, for like songwriting. So like not just all of like Big Bang songs, but like he's done like work for others. And um, he's just, he's like an influencer. And so he, in most recent years, especially in the time that they've been out of the military, like he's been focusing on his like fashion. Like he has a like a, a line of sneakers with Nike, and like he gets invited to Chanel shows. Like so, he's like a pretty like big crazy influencer, and so he's been doing stuff. But like music is what really people know Big Bang for, and like want Big Bang for. And yes, there is a pocket, a big pocket of Korean um, fans who are very unforgiving of obviously like fallen idols and like disgraced celebrities and like Big Bang sort of falls into that category because of their fifth member um, who's no longer part of the group but because of that like there are people who've like sworn them off and blah 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 anyways all to say they were supposed to make a comeback at Coachella in 2019 but then obviously Coachella in 2019 got canceled because that was the beginning of this like COVID hell that we've been through and so in the year since, instead of like coming back to Coachella or like doing a thing at Coachella, like they've sort of kept quiet and people have been wondering like when they would release new music and they released a song and it's called Still Life and it's it's ballad. So like they're more known for these like dancey type like pop pop music, but like Still Life, like the Korean translation is literally like spring, summer, when like fall, winter, and like they go. The, it's really a sort of song that like is about reflecting like the past and then a lot of people are just like wait is this like a goodbye song and like I believe that and don't believe that like I I think they're saying bye to their past especially the bye to their like 
the fifth member? The, not the fifth member himself, but like that era and just ah. like what they used to be. And like, and the song is like so sad, but it's also really hopeful, right? Because like you're looking to the future and like you're talking about like passage of time and like this is natural and blah, blah, blah. Um, the music video is beautiful. The song is beautiful. I like literally have it on repeat and I wish it was an album and there's they've made absolutely no announcements on like, is there an album coming? Are they going to do, like, they've done nothing. Like, they've done no promotions. They just have released the song. Like, people are really loving it. They've literally gone number one on, like, all the charts in Korea. And they're back, but, like, I don't know that they're back. So I hope that there's still more music left in them. But I, and I also hope that this just kind of signals, like, the beginning of stuff versus, like, the end. But, yeah, that's my long ass primer on k-pop and also big bang and i'm really into it and i just really really love it and that's the only song that i've been listening to in the past week wow wow yeah so that's a true obsession that that's actually an obsession you are actually obsessed yeah wow yeah okay cool mine is i'm (laughs) mine is just i say just uh you uh, don't watch your thing every day. Is what no, you're no. You're not obsessed. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine is a light obsession, okay? My obsession of the episode is Speakeasy, which is Ronnie Chang's new stand-up on Netflix. I, I like, love uh, his first stand-up on Netflix, which is, like... Me, too. Asian Destroys, like, America. I think mm-hmm. it's some, something like that. I mm-hmm. love that. So I watch Speakeasy, and, you know, I'll be honest, like... I was a little, not, I, I wasn't disappointed. It just, it wasn't as, the. Uh, he's clearly a very talented uh, stand-up comedian. And I think, I, I don't know who I was, I forget who I was talking to about this. Oh, I was talking, I remember now. I was talking with like. Our two, friend Esther? No. Okay. No. Two, my, I, I, uh, I'm in like this group chat with like two other guys. And we're talking about, for whatever reason, stand-up comedy. I forget why, but I was saying how like. Uh, you know, you can be funny and you can be smart, but not all stand-up comedians who are smart and funny are, I think, good at stand-up comedy. I think there's this, that's a very specific skill set. Mm-hmm, it's a very mm-hmm. specific craft. And, you know, uh, I think Ryan Chang's not like the funniest guy. He may not be this, and maybe he is, I don't know. I can't tell if he's the smartest guy or not, but I, I know he's very good at this craft. And yeah. I can tell... When I hear him, even though Speakeasy, I didn't like as much as I liked his first one. I just know, like, oh, this is a this is a guy who does this very often. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not a guy who just like every once in a while will come up with material because like Netflix. Like, I'm pretty sure this guy does stand-up comedy a lot, you know, and because he has honed his craft, and I enjoy the the way in which he has decided to like storytell yeah you know um i enjoy the not the persona but the like his mannerisms that he's kind of like crafted which i'm sure it's done like his his personality um it's he i think he's incredibly talented and there are other comedians who um it's kind of like they'll they'll do like low hanging fruit or like what I really like about Ronnie Chang's stand up is um, and I'm not comparing the two at all but but uh, I it I get 
similar feeling in like the back of my head as when I listen to Dave Chappelle, which is like this person is taking this subject matter, breaking it down, constructing it in a way that I have never thought about before, but making me laugh along the way. Yeah. And he's a provocateur. He really is. And I, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I, re- I really like, but I want to know your thoughts, because when I told you this was my obsession, you're like, oh, I'll save my thoughts. Yes. So I forgot his special was out, and, like, our friend Esther, of all people, <laughs> was like, I like him. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I real- and then she told me that she hadn't watched the first one, and so I went and watched this new one, and then I literally was like, you need to watch the first one. She's like, okay, because I don't, and I don't know if it was, like, high expectations, but like I, I did not like this. I did not like this, and it kills me to say that because I do love his first special, and I think he's really funny and really smart. And it, this prompted me to go watch a bunch of his like Daily Show, Daily show stuff. Yeah. I love his like brand, which is like <laughs> essentially it's angry Asian man, right? Like he's a little bit he's just yeah. shouting at things, and he's like he's pointing stuff out, and like he has absolutely the right to be upset about a lot of these things because they're upsetting. Um, but that's his like shtick. So I don't really know what he's like in like nor like real life because all I imagine him being is just like angry and screaming, cancel me. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but he's such like, he's a rare person in the sense that like he has commentary about, he's like a, he's like a global person, right? Because he's like, he was born in Malaysia. He's ethnically Chinese. He grew up in Singapore. He went to school in Australia. He lives in the U.S. now. So, like, he has, like, all of these, like, interesting perspectives. And, like, a lot of his work is now that he lives in the U.S. and, like, works on The Daily Show and, like, all this stuff. Like, it's pointed critiques of America. And, like, it's funny. And it's and it, it never really feels like, oh, that's an outsider, like, questioning things. Like, yeah. because he is part of the system and he, like, gets it. And he's just pointing things out um but like i think that maybe that's why like i had better or higher expectations for him. there's funny moments here but like i also feel like he does this thing where he like asks some questions or larger points and he never quite like sticks the landing in any of these things and like there's a whole bit that he does about like how um does he hate the uk or the uk hates him or something like that and like i kept feeling like it was going to be like it's an extended bit about like how much he hates the UK and like I just feel like at the end of it I was like was that it like I I got nothing out of it like other than like some like like I don't know I just did not think that like he was like there was there wasn't a payoff and and that's how I feel about a lot of like the jokes that he was like attempting or like saying and I don't want to like really say this because I want people to watch it and I want people to watch his first special because I, I do think he's really funny I just didn't love this one um you know you know it's funny Jen? I I do wonder because as you're saying that the thing that I thought of was Dave Chappelle in that I wonder if that's kind of what happens when mm-hmm. Netflix gives these stand-up comedians do whatever you want here's well, stuff well, not not only that, but like, here's how many specials we need. Because mm. I know he signed f- for three. Interesting. So, and so that's this is the second one. So I, I'm actually now really curious how the third one is going to be. And I think he's on tour. Um, 
for the. I third. would love to see him on tour. I would love to see him in general. You know, but my yeah. wife and I, we tried, we tried, and the shows didn't work out. And then he was only in the area for like a little bit, and now he's like traveling around. But I think like later, like in the fall, if you want to go, like in the fall, he's coming back because I think right now he's he's like overseas. You know, okay. I think you tell me when you're buying tickets. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It it wasn't that expensive either. It like wasn't bad at all. But um, maybe we'll be in a um, Netflix special. Maybe he'll be oh, taping be, it. You know. Um. So yeah. Uh. That's my. So, yeah. We highly recommend him and his specials and whatever. Even if we felt, I don't know. I think more. I, I was a little underwhelmed about it. Yeah. No. I you, I was lukewarm. No. I was yeah. I was fairly lukewarm. I just like didn't mind it because though I didn't laugh, I could still appreciate the craft. Yes. 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 You know? Yeah. Um. So yeah. With that. You know, check check it out. Uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, and Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, with that, we will be with you next time. I'm sure we'll have some stuff for you guys uh, the next time we uh, we record. So with that, Jen, do you want to say bye? Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to us.